Hey y'all, it's me, Ed Carbajal, mixed martial arts analyst for a lot of places. Sure Dog, <laughs> MMA News, my MMA News, from Proof Media, uh, co-host of the Coast to Coast Combat Hour podcast, and the main host of this one, the MMA Afterthought. Uh, this is the one after UFC 235. Just a couple of things I wanted to get off my chest um, and plug tomorrow on the Coast to Coast Combat Hour. Uh, Steven Wonderboy Thompson is supposed to be our guest. So if you're not subscribed to that, um, it's also on Anchor, iTunes, Google Play, every place else. But uh, I figured as I'm out taking a walk, I'll comment on the things that happen over uh, UFC 235 too. Because uh, obviously there's a lot of welterweights with the co-main and main event, the title obviously change hands and, and uh, some of the things I'm going to pose a question to Wonderboy when we speak to him tomorrow but so I mean obviously the the talk of the weekend is not the main event it's mostly the obviously the Woodley-Usman fight with all the it, it seems like the referees of, of that fight and the Askren Lawler fight have made a lot of news this weekend and uh sorry I'm out I'm out for a walk recording this through the Anchor app on my phone so I'll try to get to someplace quieter as I move, but that's also why I'm breathing a little because I'm it's uh like 30 degrees out and I'm walking, but uh, gotta get the gotta get the vitamin D in somehow. But anyway, all right. So um, stoppage with uh, Askren Lawler. Um, Lawler had that fight, in my opinion. I think he uh, he had Askren out on his feet. I don't know if he had an adrenaline dump or what have you. Um, he says he didn't tap. Usually when you go out from a choke, you never know until after the fact or unless someone wakes you up. Um, but when someone's watching intently like Herb Dean was, um, you really don't know. So if you listen to Lawler's ex- uh, explanation, he uh, he does give a thumbs up. Watch the replay. He does give a thumbs up to Herb Dean. To say he's alright, but he couldn't hear any of the referee's instructions or response, obviously because uh, Askren's ribcage and bicep were over his left and right ear. Um, Herb Deem's concern, if you don't know anything about Ben Askren, I know a lot of the uh, McGregor era fans don't, Ben Askren, uh, I mean he's undefeated 19-0 now for a reason. One of the things is his dominance and strength from that comes from wrestling. And uh, Herb Dean actually reposted the video from Flow Combat where he's uh, squeezing pumpkins and watermelons with the with the same grip he had around Lawler's head. Granted, a human head is not a watermelon or pumpkin, but it's just to give some context to the strength that he has. Um, ben Askren is way stronger than he looks, so keep that in mind when you're when you're mulling it over in your head. But either way, officially, it's over and done. A rematch, I think, should happen. And Askren doesn't want it, but he should accept it. Uh, Just because that's the type of fight for your UFC debut that you've been trying to get in since 2013 or whatever it was before he went over to one. You need to to let fans know, because obviously people are still going to be questioning him. I mean, obviously he's funny for promotional marketing on the mic and all that. But that that fight as a debut, he didn't win any fans for his technical skill. So I think he should do it again. He's supposed to go to the Mas- Masvidal uh, Darren Till fight 
in the UK, uh, which is this weekend, I believe. So he's going to be there to make noise and call out the winner of that fight for 170. But I don't know. Um, again, I'm talking to Wonder Boy's uh, still in the picture there. So I'm talking to him tomorrow. So if you have any questions, um, shoot him to me on Twitter and I'll ask. Uh, my handle's at Carbazel, C A R B A Z E L. And uh, uh, use the hashtag MMA Afterthought. And uh, if I see it, you know, obviously I'll get the alert. I'll, uh, I'll write it down and use it for the, uh, one of the questions for tomorrow's uh, interview. I'm talking to him after his uh, evening training session tomorrow. So um, if I get that, send it over. Or send it here on Anchor if you're using the Anchor app. Anyway, um, the other one is uh, the um, Tyrone Woodley and uh, Kamara Usman. Uh, Usman, you know, I have no problem with, with how he won or whatever. I just wonder why uh, Tyrone Woodley, it just didn't seem like he, he. Uh, I don't know if he's tired of being champion or it could be some, some mental fatigue from the politics with the UFC and, and the whole Covington, Usman, like who's next. I mean, there's a lot of back and forth and, and, you know, Dana White and Tyrone Woodley haven't been on the best of terms. So I don't know if there's an exit plan coming. Um especially if if you haven't followed along Tyrone Woodley and Ben Askren are very close friends so in the same weight division so they're probably trying not to fight each other as close as they are they train together why would you fight someone that, that knows everything about you technically let alone is one of your closest friends so um so maybe that that's there's there's some other things going on behind the scenes that's just my speculation I have I have nothing to back that up outside of them outside of their documented friendship but um yeah those are my two thoughts about the ufc 235 overall pay-per-view card the main card portion was not the best pay-per-view i mean um, I, I went to uh i still have to watch their prelims which i hear were better uh, than record i'll be watching them tonight um and i'll probably add to that to that i'll probably add a little after this recording so maybe i won't publish this right away you, you'll hear the uh anchor edited version but um I don't know if uh, that was pay-per-view worthy. Again, uh, Anthony Smith, I, I, I thought he could take John. I still think he can take John Jones. Just, just something in the air with him and, and Woodley. Uh, just, it just didn't seem like they wanted to uh, fire off, uh, you know, the missiles, so to speak. So that's where I'm at with that. Um, what did you guys think? UFC 235. Uh, mediocre pay-per-view card. Uh, it just, I just, I don't know. It's not something memorable. I went all the way to Brooklyn to watch it. Um, speaking of which, Croxley's Abbey, if you're into beer and wings, they have an, an awesome beer selection and an awesome wing selection. So I might have to make that my uh, my go-to for UFC pay-per-views. But, um, yeah, so that's where I'm at with that. If you hit, listen, obviously Gilbert Burns called the title fight with the 170ers. His boy Kamaru Usman uh, took took the belt away, and it looks like it's going to be him and Colby Covington. I don't know if I, I care enough about that fight. I think uh, Usman can take him, although I hear he had a, has a broken foot that he's got to deal with, so that we might not see that for a while. Um, so you got the champ versus, uh, I guess, Covington is still the interim champ. The UFC title pictures lately with all the interim titles and injured champions. It's not that great looking. Uh, 2019 first quarter, I mean... I don't know. As far as viewership, the ESPN numbers, ESPN Red, not ESPN Plus. I don't know how to read those, but ESPN Red uh, has been racking in the viewership numbers. So I'm hoping second quarter we see more ESPN Red cards than ESPN Plus cards because uh, I haven't given up the five bucks a month. I don't know about you. 
but I haven't done that yet. So, um, yeah, let me know what you think. Uh, and again, tomorrow, Coast to Coast Combat Hour, we're going to have Stephen Wonderboy Thompson on. And um, if you shoot me some questions and I get to, I, I snag them before we speak, uh, I'll, I'll make sure and ask. All right, so thanks for listening. Uh, take care, and uh, let me know what fights you're, you're watching. All right, so I just wanted to give a quick... I uh, caught up with the, uh, the prelims. Um, weird. What a weird... Uh, Johnny Walker, you know, he's, he's tearing through the division, fresh, winning quickly, and then he injures himself with the post-fight, uh, celebration when he knocked out Misha Serkinov. Um, so, I mean, he's somebody to keep an eye on, but, I mean, if he, if, if he injured himself that he's gotta be out now, then, like, I don't don't know how to feel about him. But um, and then uh, I wanted to watch the uh, Diego Sanchez versus Mickey Gall fight in its entirety to see the uh, the part where Diego was saying you know he got bit and stuff like that. And um, I mean Diego dominated that fight. I know he's already thinking thinking about and planning ahead for when his career is done. But I mean, man, he's still such an entertaining fighter. So, um, but um, as as as. Uh, <laughs> As entertaining as Johnny Walker is, and, and obviously with the wins he's he's doing, I mean he's like a he's weird. He's like a he's like a light heavyweight Michael Venom Page over at the UFC. You know, with the with his antics and the, the movement that he does, um, and then how he catches people with these shots that that put him away. So he, I mean, he could definitely uh, he could definitely be one of the people in line for. Uh, I hope he's not hurt too bad because he could be one of the people in line. Uh, for John Jones, I mean, I know Jones is noticing folks coming up at him. I, I really thought Smith had his number. I think he still does. I don't know what happened that night. If you watch the post-fight presser again, I think I mentioned it earlier that Smith was just uh, he was out of it. He really doesn't know what happened. But um, he, I mean, the, one of the biggest quotes that he said in that post-fight presser was that John Jones is beatable, and uh, you know, everyone eventually, everyone eventually has to catch catch a, a loss. Um, what a goofball Johnny Walker is! I'm actually watching it right now. Um, he's got his arm resting on on his cornerman slash translators uh, for whatever he did to his shoulder. So I hope he's all right. But what a weird thing to do to yourself, you know? Like 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 <laughs> as you know, flipping off the cage and stuff. There's always concern for you know. I know they get the adrenaline. They do crazy. There's guys that have ran their heads into the side of the cage after they won fights so i mean certainly is not the the strangest most self-destructive thing we've ever seen but you know he saluted and then he fell down like a plank and i guess as he was about to do the worm somehow he uh the the momentum of him whipping i mean he's he's six foot five or something like that so that's that's a, a big access you know to whip the top half of your body down onto to the ground for even though that those mat those floors are matted it's still you know it's still impact so anyway um i tell you man i mean this sport will make you feel old if you watch it long enough but um yeah i mean i, I 
that reason I'm saying that is because uh, one of the things, and somebody, you know, you can correct me if I'm wrong. I think uh, Anthony Smith uh, w- might have been the first time John Jones fought someone younger than him. You know, all of his opponents prior, I, th- I think he was a young guy in there. So, you know, um, athleticism, power, and all that stuff fades with age. And, and uh, uh, as good as John Jones is, for whatever reason, you know, that he keeps getting those W's, uh, we're, I think we're starting to see that that uh, that decline. You know, like um, like the same thing with George St. Pierre. There was a point where he stopped finishing people and all he did was wrestle them. You know, to to decisions, and, and and a lot of people will argue that's why he's not as great as folks say he is. So, but um, he also knew when to walk away. Obviously, um, although he got that one last finish against Michael Bisping, I mean, we have to, you know, you, you got to take that with a grain of salt because of how it was all put together. So, I think that's it. Again, um, if you haven't listened to the earlier half of this, Coast to Coast Combat Hour tomorrow, we're supposed Matt Hawkins and I will be talking to. Um, Wonder Boy about his uh, fight with Anthony Pettis coming up at the end of the month. So keep an eye on that. Uh, tag me on Twitter if you have anything you want me to ask. If I see it before I talk to Wonder Boy tomorrow night, I'll ask it. It's uh, it's uh, at Carbazel um, on Twitter. And uh, you can follow the podcast as at Combat Hour on Twitter as well. But please subscribe. Um, the video versions of that are always on the blogboardjungle.com YouTube channel. And, uh, yeah, Monday after a big pay-per-view. I think I'll make this a regular thing depending on on the feedback I get for it. So let me know if you guys like it. I want to keep my own Anchor account, you know, active too because this is where I started this whole thing. But, um, obviously, I I put every week, if you want consistent interviews and with fighters and stuff, um, you know, Fernando Gonzalez fights Friday at CXF 17. We had him on Coast to Coast Combat Hour last week. We had Wonder Boy this week, and we're working on more for, for upcoming episodes. Um, that podcast will make a full year next week, so it's it's a birthday for Coast to Coast Combat Hour. So it'll be a good time for you guys to get in on it. So thanks again for listening. Um, hope you had an easy Monday. Mm-hmm.